Welcome to Blog and May Blog from DougWills.com. This audio is brought to you by Canon Press. Before we get started, I wanted to point you to a book called Angels in the Architecture, A Protestant Vision for Middle Earth. Too often, conservatives get wrapped up in a reaction to liberal theology or policy and don't consider enough about what it means to have a positive, fully lived out Christian vision and culture. Douglas Wilson's Angels in the Architecture addresses this lack and paints a beautiful picture of what the Christian life ought to taste like and smell like and sound like. Go get it at canonpress.com. In which Idaho starts to revert to factory settings. August 26, 2020. Introduction. There are some early developing signs that Idaho has had quite enough, thanks. When news of the pandemic first set in, nobody quite knew what was going on. There was a stir and a bother, and different governors started to order lockdowns. Idaho came late to that move, thus missing her real opportunity to shine like South Dakota. So unfortunately, we locked down as well. In the meantime, blue state governors responded to the crisis with real enthusiasm. If bossing people around is in your DNA, then what could be better than a crisis which provides you with the cover to boss people around like it was a good thing? But Idaho, like a number of other reluctant red states, went into lockdown only to prevent the cool kids from calling them names, and, of course, to not miss the pots of federal money that would soon be handed around in the spirit of reckless bonhomie. But at the same time, being generally sensible states, they began looking for opportunities to emerge from their bunkers in order to get back to what official people were already calling the new normal. Idaho went through four lockdown phases in all of this, with phase four being the penultimate stage before the all-clear was to be sounded. But our governor, Brad Little, has been wavering for some reason and has kept extending phase four. The can, as they say, has been kicked down the road. Our governor apparently doesn't want to get the kind of media treatment that the governors of Florida and Georgia got when they moved their states back into a sane direction. Georgia was going to be a slaughterhouse, according to the accepted and panicky wisdom, which didn't happen, and it didn't happen in Florida either. And the governor of New York, who really was presiding over a mismanaged slaughterhouse, has subsequently been lionized in the media as a hero for our time. And then, as though we weren't already at the utter frozen limit, Governor Cuomo is now releasing a book called American Crisis, in which he lionizes himself as the one to provide us all with leadership lessons. The book is apparently a, quote, powerful testament to true leadership in times of extreme crisis, close quote. More like a powerful testament to the chutzpah of true shamelessness. But then, back in Idaho. Then yesterday, the Idaho House, in special session, passed a resolution to move out of this state of emergency. The resolution passed 40 to 28, a significant margin. It now goes to the Senate. If the Senate passes it, there is no doubt that certain legal functionaries will then try to say that the whole thing is out of order because ending the state of emergency was not on the agenda, or something. The governor's emergency declaration did say that it could be ended by the legislature, but then he refused to convene the legislature. This special session was called for other business, and there will no doubt be controversy over it. Governor Little is a Republican after a fashion. Just a few weeks ago, the Republicans held their state convention, in which their dissatisfaction with the governor's handling of everything was most in evidence. During the lockdown, our lieutenant governor, Janice McGeechan, made her opposition to the lockdown most clear, and all of this promises to make Idaho politics over the next year or so more than a little interesting. 
zoom out for the big picture. I just read this morning that the director of the World Health Organization, All Rise, has said that our long-term COVID response needs to include measures on climate change. Should someone tell them that a bunch of us can see what they're doing? Somehow, some way, every crisis is starting to blend into every other crisis, and they all appear to have the same threefold solution. Surrender your liberties, your wallet, and your common sense. The left is nothing if not persistent. After you've surrendered these things, you will be just the way they want you, enslaved, impoverished, and stupid. All of this, absolutely all of it, is about the election in November. From the so-called Russian collusion to the BLM riots, from the teeny virus waiting to ambush you five miles out on the bike path so you'd better wear a mask out there, to the massive lockdowns, all of this is about getting their people in untrammeled power, people who have no compunction about demanding you surrender your freedom, your cash, and your brains. Like all reasonable Christians, I could wish Trump were different, but at the same time, I can also recognize that if he were different, everything else would be the slow drift same. So the issue is not what Trump the man is doing, but rather what God was doing when he fashioned Trump into the kind of catnip that has driven the entire respectable elite bonkers. Trump says mean and or plainly false things on Twitter. Yeah, that's bad. That's not respectable. Not at all respectable. Respectable leaders defend rioters. Respectable leaders want to lock us in the basement until they've come up with a mandatory vaccine. Respectable leaders ban churches and celebrate BLM marches. Respectable leaders lie their heads off. Respectable leaders want us to believe that the coronavirus and climate change are parts of the same problem. And they are the same problem, but only provided you realize that respectable leaders are the problem. So whatever you do, don't let Joe Biden sniff Idaho.